Ian House on to the premises of Messrs. Lewis and Burroughs, the chemists. I'm afraid we have none in stock, sir, the chemist informed him, but we can get some in a couple of days. Not much call for hyoscine, you see. Will that be all right? The customer was miles away. What? I said it'll be a couple of days. Would you mind signing the register now? Register? He repeated blankly. Yes, sir, the poison's register. Just a formality, you know. Uh, uh, yes, yes, of course. And he steadied his hand as best he could to form the words, Dr. H. H. Crippen. The natalie-dressed gentleman sipped his umpteenth glass of tea in the warmest corner of the Warsaw restaurant. Outside in Osborne Street, the clutter of the Whitechapel day passed him by. Occasionally he would wave at a passing gonoff, or smile and chuckle to himself at some inward joke or remembrance of happier times. He checked his waxed moustache in the little looking-glass he carried, and hastily pocketed it in case any of his shavim noticed his vanity. "'Afternoon, Leon?' a voice brought him back to the present, and a huge dark hulk blocked his view of the window. "'Steenie!' Leon extended a hand. "'It's been weeks.' Tea? Why not? Steenie sat down, an enormous, handsome young man, immaculate in grey suit and matching titfer. Nice! Leon ran his hands over the cloth. Yours? It is now, beamed Steenie. So's this. He placed an object wrapped in paper on the table. The older man looked at him with his deep, dark eyes and easy smile. There was nothing there to trust, something there perhaps to avoid. What is it? Uh, Leon, about the rent. The two men broke apart in their huddled corner as a third joined them. Saul, my dear, Leon greeted him with all the false bonhomie of a viper. It has been a while, you know. Saul crouched beside his landlord, submissive, like a feudal vassal paying homage. It was a posture the Jews had always managed without difficulty. I know, believe me, I know. "'agreed Sol. "'But it's the business. "'Nobody's buying latkes these days.' "'Not at your prices, they're not,' commented Steeny. "'Sol's grin turned sour. "'Hello, Steeny, I didn't notice you there.' "'And I'm a rabbi's uncle,' said Steeny. "'Where's my three bob?' Three bob,' he says. "'Sol raised his hands to heaven. "'I'm on my knees and he wants three bob.' "'All right, Solly, you've got till Thursday.' Sol groaned in relief. Only Thursday, mind you, or I'll send Steenie round to bend your neck. You're a saint, Leon Baron, a saint. Sol all but kissed his landlord's hand. What's this? A Gentile I'm turning into? Get out! And Sol scampered for the door. Of course, he's got a pretty daughter, said Leon, rubbing his well-waxed goatee. Steeny shook his head and clicked his tongue, and you're enough to be a grandfather. Ah, you're never that old. Leon poured them both more tea. What's in the parcel? Steeny's hand slammed down on the landlord's, jamming his fingers onto the brown paper. Leon's eyes widened in realisation. He pulled his hand away. It's a gun, he whispered, as though the words were choking him. Steeny nodded. A Webley. With a box of forty-four cartridges. Want to count them? Leon leaned back from the table. 
What for should I want to count them? Why have you got that? Steeny leaned forward. The burglary business ain't what it was, Leon, old friend. The bill's getting difficult. I'm not getting any younger. You mentioned a job in Lavender Hill. Leon snorted. That's out of your league, Steeny. The younger man raised a finger to his lips and dropped it to the package. He shook his head. Not with this, Leon. Leon shook his head sadly. You'll be the death of me, Steeny Morrison, he whispered. The removals men had been coming and going all day at the large, comfortable house at number 63 Tollington Park, London, N4. The new owner supervised their every move and expected his family to keep out of the way. It was nearly dark when they finished, and the senior of the four men approached him on the pavement, cap in hand. That's it then, sir. All done. And he coughed loudly. His